Welcome. This is again the best is calling. And today uh, I, I'm really excited, I have to say, for this meeting. Um, I have a true legend, Italian legend with me. He's a chef, Italian chef, author of multiple cookbooks, TV personality, YouTube star, um, together with Jamie Oliver. He's um, hosting a really popular YouTube channel, one of the most popular on YouTube, also one of my favorites. Um, mentor to many chefs, what I figured out, and yeah, it's a real pressure. Um, Gennaro Contaldo is with me today. Gennaro, um, yeah, amazing that you're with me today. Thank you very much. What a beautiful introduction. <laughs> I'm just a general, a cook. And what cookies do make people very happy through the cooking? Nothing else. Just a cook, please. I like your, that you're so humble, um, but... I mean, you're a little bit, a, a little, a little, a little more than a, um, than a cook. I, I read your story about growing up in a small town in, in the Amalfi Coast, Minori. You told me 2,000 people lived there. What, what made you move to London? Because you lived there since 20, 30, 40 years? Yes. Longer? Um, I'm I'm in a way, I'm still living there. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, my hometown in Amalfi Coast, Minori, It's still very, very close. I'm very lucky uh, that today with a technology, I can see the, almost the entire village through the cameras there, what it look like. I know when the sea is rough. I know when, when it's sunshine. I know the people are walking up and down. So in a way, you feel you're there. But uh, as my own, my own land, my own town, you also you want to touch it. I do, do go in quite often. I was born 30 meters above the sea in a little village of uh, Amalfi Coast, Minori, where the sea was my swimming pool. I keep telling everyone the story like that. Uh, if you ask me, uh, do you remember when you, you learn how to, to swim? I don't. I always have. It's the sea 30 meters is there. The mountains, it was my back garden. When I used to run wild, foraging for mushroom, herbs, fruit, everything. The village was my playground where I most learned almost everything was to, it was going on. And, uh, you know, especially with the food, because uh, where I come from, everybody's proud of cooking. My family's cooking. You know, we're always talking about food. When you sit it on the table, you know, it's food, food, the smell and the... Everything which in those days come out in seasons, you know, you would cook them in many different ways. Uh, in the winter time, there was a lot of roots, vegetable from uh, from the, the the what we call them a giardini uh, uh, terrace, which was covered with the lemon all year round. Some they start to go green, and then they started to go a little bit big and yellow, and with those lemon. Uh, God knows, I got one small lemon <laughs> And uh, this is it, you know. It, it was it was really beautiful. It still is beautiful. Only one thing, when I left, I left because you're young. You're 18, 90, you're 20 years old. You know, you depend from your mother and your father, which fantastic. You know, we had a little business. My father used to run all over the hill of Minori because he had a lot of customers. He used to, with my father's shop and my mother, with my mother of linen. So he had to go see 
customers. And many times I used to go with it. And it was, it was really marvelous. And the, but I could not see the beauty of uh, the Amalfi Coast because you're born there. You see them every day. You hear people talking about you live in a beautiful place. I say, oh, yeah, okay. I don't know what to do. <laughs> and I remember when I was about 11, or 11 years, 12 years ago, people comes down, you know. Then we used to make a friend, you know. People come as an holiday. They used to bring their children, same age over me. And they, we become friends, not just one. And we used to say, you know, that the, I used to ask, you know, what do you do here? They say, uh, are we in holiday, vacations? But I did not understand what the word the vacation is. And I said, well, this is vacation. What, what is it? I, I could not understand why they come, where I come from. You know, I said, you can swim at next village or you can swim in some other part of Italy or perhaps different country. You can swim. What is about? Did not understand. I only understood when I left it. And two years later, I come back and I remember turned the corner from, from Salerno to the, the point, the Vietro to Smari. Then you can see all the cost. And I went, Oh my God. That was three years late, actually. I could not believe. And I, I, and I was pacing. I was driving, well, that was driving. My father was driving, bringing me home. Every little corner, God knows how many times when I was lived there, I passed. And I said, Oh my God, look at that. Oh, I look how beautiful. And then when I reached Minori, you know, you look around. First, you go in the church because I'm very devoted to Santa Trofimena, the patron saint. I walked there and I, walked, I look up. I could not believe it. The smell is like an another candle view, you know, hold you tired. And I say, Jesus, what actually? I, I left. Why did not understand that? Then I looked, it was so small, but I was wrong. But I didn't realize then. I grown up, mm. and uh, everything became small again. You know, it was small. Also, I was living in a, in a city like London, where there was such a freedom. You can go everywhere, north, south, west, east. And Minori was just like a little corner shop, as if you put them in the middle of London. <laughs> uh, why I left, yeah, like everybody in a young age, if I ask you, you would tell me the same. Why I left? I don't know. I left. It was beautiful, and uh, it took me two days. And it took it took me two days in those days and one night to to reach London with the trains. Nine, two hours, one hour. <laughs> People go shopping in Milan, you know, in the morning, come back in the afternoons. Uh, actually, the two lovely couple yesterday. Uh, I was doing cookery school with Jamie there, and uh, the, I said, where do you come from? He said, we come from Milan. We come early in the morning. We got inside the cookery school with you, and now we are leaving, go back to the airport to go back to Milan. That was beautiful, uh, really good. So I, I easy become, really easy. Why I left? Yes, I wanted, uh, I wanted to have that freedom. I didn't want to depend anymore. My father and my mother, you know, I want to see space. I wanted to see more. Uh, you know, the village become too small. Mm -hmm. for me. Totally understand you. I grew up in a, 
a place in the Alps, 100 people live there. I know. 100 yeah. people, my Han, God. It's even smaller than Minori. It's also a tourist place. So in the winter, you know, people come for skiing. So I can feel you. And at oh, one point you leave. And, and I left the last half year in New York. And then you come back and you feel claustrophobic. You know, it's beautiful, but it, it's like, uh, it after, is. I, I can feel you. And, and when you think about young, young chefs and, and cooks, do you think, I mean, you said in, in today's now and age or in this age but where we live in, you can share your, your food and everything. But do you think it's for young chefs, is it important to leave the place where you grow up, to leave the place where you started cooking, for example, and, and explore new things? How do you see that? Yes, but for experience, yes. You have to, you have to travel, you have to see, you have to learn more and more. Every country in the world that you, you can go, please do, is to be a, a cook. You call him a chef, I'm still a cook, believe me. Is, uh, is that, uh, how do you say, uh, it is, it, you, you need to, to go out, you, you need to, to learn. To be a cook is like to be a doctor. When you are a doctor, you can go all over the world. It doesn't matter. You can go everywhere around the world. You can cure people. You can help people because you're a doctor. You know the basic. Be a cook is exactly the same. You know, you know the basic. You know, when you go, you can just pretend you cook in Germany, in, uh, in uh, Italy, you go in China. Perhaps you don't understand the language. Perhaps you don't know what the, the recipe is, but you know the basic. It won't take you long before you start to do it. And this is it. It is important than uh, uh, leaving and find the more experience because today the, the cuisine is international, you know. Uh, but then, you know, I based myself on cooking Italians and I travel all over Italy uh, sometime because I wanted to learn sometime because just by sea, And you gather a straight away new technique, new way to do it. When I was born, uh, uh, it was very little technique. You had to cook it, and you have to do it. It was all to do freshness, seasonable, and flavor. You needed it. You needed it. Uh, you know, today you go the best frying pan, the best pots to cook, the best gas that you can load up and down. You can do everything, best heaven to cook. Inside, everything is magic today. In my days, I didn't have all those. We had to invent it. Mm. Who was doing it? Believe me or not, what the flavor I'm still doing now. I have a kitchen here, and which I recreated my own kitchen when I was in Italy because we, we had a kitchen, but we had a, we had a gas with a, with a cylinder. It's like a camping Uh, stove, but the rest of it was magic. It was all charcoal, you know, little uh, stove with all charcoal everywhere, you know. You had to make bread, wood fired oven, which I'm still making, uh, all different cake and stuff. Uh, but you say, how do you manage? You manage, believe me, because this is what it was. And you find the way around. And that was really good. That also I call it a magic. Mm. And what, what other kitchen influenced your style of cooking or where did you learn something? Was there a particular kitchen or country that really influenced your, your cooking besides obviously Italy? 
Well, in any country I go around the world, that is a stop and a look. And uh, I enjoy it. Whatever I'm going, I enjoy the cooking. You know, I eat everything. I just want to test local. I just wanted to try local food, you know, different recipe, which are different from mine. But, uh, you know, every country has got their own goodness. My God, that they do have. And uh, I mean, Italy is not the Italian cuisine per se. I don't know if it really exists because you go in one town, it's different. I, I visited Bergamo and in Bergamo you have like polenta and you have sweets you have never seen in any other city and no Italian actually knows it. You go to Parma, you have of oh, the prosciutto, exactly. So <laughs> yeah, you have, you know, in every part you go to the north, you have speck, you have, you have so many different things and people, when they think about Italian cuisine, they think about pasta, lasagna yeah. and pizza but every place is kind of unique isn't it it is indeed it is it's regional it depends geographical where you are in italy don't forget italy is got uh, the spine of italy the mountains the appennini run right through through right down the end of italy there is a snow always there doesn't matter if you south You know, you know, you know, in the wintertime, there's a snow everywhere up the mountain, mm. also in a valley like that. So, some of the region, like uh, Bergen, Bergen is a beautiful city, is indeed. They got their own version of cooking, but still, it's Italian. Don't forget, they do have a pasta, they do have a wine, they do have a meat, they make a cake. They're just uh, they're traditional. They're, 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 the culture is an Italian culture, but. Uh, They like to express themselves through the Nordic cuisine, the mm -hmm. air. But also, in South of Italy, it's exactly the same. You know, they, they, they want to express themselves uh, whatever they have, what it grows. Remember them from North of Italy to South of Italy is about a thousand kilometers. You know, a thousand kilometers is like, uh, like New York, like London, you know in a way. So that changed. And because the cucina is based on cucina povera, again, whatever they had, this is what they cook. Mm. You know, polenta is there. It's incredible. And then doing the polenta in a hundred different way. It's good. doesn't mean we in Italy, southern Italy, we don't have polenta. I have the polenta when I, I was a little boy as well. Not every day. They make fantastic risotto. You know, in many parts of Italy, like, you know, uh, like Piemonte and so and so. But also in south of Italy, they make a resort as well. In the simplified, Italy is always a simplified all the time. You know, it's fish everywhere, mm. meat is everywhere. All Italy, they have a goat, lamb. Also south of Italy, they have a goat of lamb. And they cook them as well in different way. Mozzarella, plenty mozzarella. South, of course, is very famous, my area for the mozzarella. Everybody based on buffalo, buffalo mozzarella, but also, you know, ordinary cattle, you know, ordinary cow mozzarella is fantastic as well. And we're very proud. You know, you make pegorino romano, you pegorino sardo, pegorino siciliano, pegorino campano. At the end is all pegorino, but because the animal eating The grass, some they eat dry grass, they live in a stable. Some they on open air, you know, fresh 
feel the mountain grass. So it changed the flavor as well. But at the end of the day, pecorino, and then pecorino is not a pecorino itself. But surely you always promote your region. Oh, yeah. Test man. And then, you know, other people in the old Southwest say, yeah, no, but where do you test mine? How can you try to say the people from, uh, from, uh, from, uh, from Puglia that Tuscan oil is better than Puglia oil? Uh, they would say, yeah, well, we send them to the office. <laughs> <laughs> They're very proud. So when you go on a family, because you've been in Italy, as you said, you eat something and you love it. Say, my God, this is very good. Because when you sit on the Italian table, you only hear the word eat and the way it was made. You know, and then you say, oh my God, I have this, this, and this. And that is next door. They are a friend. You become friend. Oh, yesterday I was to Signora Rossa. She made this beautiful tortellini. I said, and then we said, oh yeah, yeah, tomorrow eat with me. I'm going to show you how to make probably tortellini. So everyone, you know, they, they promote the best. Yeah. And to promote the best, this is where we get everything together. What Italy is, Italy is an emotion. And so what it does in emotion is to do with story, territory, culture, people, land, mountains. So you put them all together and you make nice soup. That's <laughs> I know what you mean. I studied in Bologna. So Bologna, my God, in Bologna, so, it's the region of it actually is the richest regions of Italy. You know, you have a Bologna, Parmigiano, the Emilia Romagna. Then you have the Ferrari there, you have the prosciutto, you have the... You have Ducati. Oh, God. And they, they call it, it has two nicknames, La Rossa, because La of... La Grassa. And La Grassa, yeah. um, because of the, the, the red one, because of the red roofs, yeah. and the political um, direction of the city, and La Grassa, because it has a really, um, yeah, how do you, fat... And full food, you know, you have like the lasagna, you have the tortellini, and I always loved you. The, 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 the small shops, they have this handmade tortellini, you know, and yeah. you never see that, in, at least in other parts of Europe. You and, don't, you yeah. don't. But also, they make them in different parts of Italy, also, they make tortellini. But, you know, the true tortellini, he was born, you know, in Bologna, Bologna is good. And the name La Grassa. Is because if you, you believed in Bologna, if you actually you go up to San Luca, yeah, to the church, San Luca, the church, the 13th arch, you can go under the arch, you can walk on the arch. The reason why, because the arch they cover, and uh, and uh, because for people uh, I had to go in pilgrimage, and uh, if it rains, you know, you don't have to walk under the rain, so they create. Federations all this 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 arch, but then halfway there is this beautiful statue, the Madonna with the baby, which is 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 not like Michelangelo. Then he, he just made him a lovely and clean and shaped and nice. This is was a little bit fat with yeah. little fat baby on it. So they call him La Grassa. Nice. I didn't oh, know that. Yeah, I know. I we, I, I could, we could talk an hour um, only about Bologna. Oh, um, I, I want to make a, a, a sharp turn right, especially for, for young chefs who might listen to that podcast. 
they might be interested about your journey in London. You arrived there as an Italian, um, you're really young, wanted to explore freedom. It's the first time out from home. And how did you start to become like this popular figure? How did that all start for you? You know, that you suddenly, you make TV shows and books and stuff. How did that start? I wish I could ask you. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I only wanted to be a cook. And cook, what the cook is doing, make people happy through the food they cook. Uh, I, when I came in London, I was already cook. I mean, I was in the kitchen. I must be the age of 10, 11 years old. My father, as I said, he was a linen dealer. He see customers all over the hills of the Amalfi Coast. And uh, one day my mother was busy in the shop. And my father said, all right, you come with me to see some customers. Uh, farmers, most anything goes, but I didn't think I fancied to go that particular day. Maybe it was like that. So I said, okay, come with me, next village, Mayori. It's only half a mile. You walk. And uh, and it said to his friend Afonso, if he can look after me, you know, then he will pick me up in the afternoon. And he said, yeah, stay. Then I walked in the kitchen. In those days, you couldn't could do anything in the kitchen. I was looking the chef, Afonso, the way he was cooking, And uh, the customers was come along, was most local, you know, chicken. You, if you have a chicken, you have to go catch the chicken, clean the chicken, serve the chicken, and you never throw them away anything. And I loved it so much. And, uh, you know, I stayed there. So my, my father did pick me up in the afternoon, but it was three years later. <laughs> the reason, because uh, I loved it so much, then uh, once a week, a couple of times a week, I used to go to the chefs and they used to say in the kitchen and slowly, slowly become 11, 12, 30 years, you know, you knew how to do something. Very little, but I was good, but you observed everything. Everything was cooked there, the gas stove to do it with a cylinder, but also lots, you know, uh, wood fired oven that was there all the time, lighting up. I had to collect the wood and also stove, charcoal stove, which everything had to be cooked. Mm. There was a lot of terracotta stuff around, and uh, and the table is nice. And there was the menu was extremely, extremely small. Whatever that was in season, this is probably what serving. And don't forget, he used to make his own salami, his own prosciutto, you know, his own preserved vegetable. Everything, everything you get in the summer, you also you preserve for the winter time. You know, we used to have pigs as well, and pigs need to be slaughtered when the weather was cold or before Christmas or just after Christmas, and then we last all year round. He had more than once, he had help as well. And my job is if somebody ordered a chicken, I had to run on the, the, at the back of the restaurant because there was a yard trying to find the chicken, grab it, and you know you had to dispose in a, in a proper way, show me, and then he had to be quick to clean them as well. Sometimes we had already two or three prepared. You know, boiling water straight away, every inside, five minutes, clean. Oh my God, you know, never chuck away anything. We, but they used to say the legs, they used to be clean, boiled, and cooked. Such a lovely dish, use of a stock and broad, the head, the, the crest, the inside, nothing was thrown away. I can't remember if they used to keep the feather as well, honestly, true. And that was for the rabbit, that was for the goat. I would never dispose of the goat. Somebody else would have done. But 
I learned how to do that one as well. So um, there was such respect because every time, every time you had a chicken, you knew the chicken when it was alive. So when you actually you cook and you eat that chicken, it was in the celebrations of the, the animals. You know, there was respect not to throw them away. Nothing at all. You know, the bones, there was almost every mm. the bones. It was crushed to make stock or something like that. But also if somebody was eating, the leftover used to go to dogs. Mm. You know, now you have to keep a tints of something, the animal. Before a dog takes it, I never, I never, I never see any dogs with the bones stacked on his probe or anything. They would all come by, they eat it. <laughs> and now don't give a bones to the dog. That to this, don't give it that, don't give it that. So nothing was just chuck them away. Everything was so much so respectable. You don't have a fridge to say I keep something in a fridge. That was a cool room, but there was no food. The restaurant they had a kind of, a kind of, because there was already there. The house, we don't have a fridge. We didn't have the washing machine. We didn't have, you know, dry uh, dish, the uh, dishwasher. We don't have anything. All ends, you know, that was uh, the free, the water was good because we, every one of us, uh, most of the people had uh, spring water there. But, but yeah, they, uh, everything. Uh, have a shower. It was fantastic. Go in the sea. <laughs> <laughs> And how did that experience help you then? In, in, in London, in a big city, in the big world? It is. When I come in London, everything was, wow. You turn around, wow. Rest, there was many, many already, many Italian restaurants. Uh, but in London, especially, was dominated by the French. Uh, most uh, everything was French, which was very good, you know. Uh, sometimes complicated, but that was, that was good. And for a long, long time, they stayed like that. Even the menu sometimes used to be put word in French. Even the Italian restaurant used to put a word in, in French of the menu. And, but also the French used to cook lots of Italian dishes, but with a French name. They sound more glamorous. And one day, the Italian got fed up. They said, okay, let's do it. So we changed the world. <laughs> I was one of them. I'm afraid of to see it. You know, the, the restaurant that they used to make every every restaurant, some of the, 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 some of the restaurateurs, uh, you know, they had a kind of a culture from their hometown. They knew how to do those little things. And when they opened a restaurant, they used to give me new names to all uh, different recipes. And they were good, uh, but we can hardly get anything we wanted, you know, for... For cooking, mm. you know, there was, we were very limited. And then back, back and then uh, England came inside the Europe where we started, everything. you know, they start everything used to come in. And the supermarket, they used to get lots of different products from middle many parts of Europe. And that was fantastic. And then there was the freedom of the people of England all over Europe to go in and out. So young people, my age, old people, you know, doesn't matter, they used to travel. And therefore they used to go in Italy, they used to eat well, they see, you know, when they're coming back, it almost uh, the same. And slowly, slowly, you know, we, I don't know, we created this monster. <laughs> so you, 
you you pushed the Italian cuisine with Italian names, and you said, "Hey, we are not French; we're Italian. Write it down of in course, Italian." Of <laughs> Italian, but not because we write it. Not French. French food, French cuisine is incredible. Good, it's good. Oh my goodness me! So, so you just had more pride just, and self-esteem. Yeah, we just wanted. We just wanted to do a. Uh, those lovely traditional, those lovely Italian dishes, which they were missing on the menu before. It was not just spaghetti grows on top of the tree. You know, there was not just because but people believe in those days, then uh, Italy was like a spaghetti, pasta, pomodoro, uh, pizza. In those days, they didn't even make a good pizza. 1968, I believe, uh, the first pizzeria was open uh, from uh, Pizza Express, something like that. Uh, yeah, 68, yeah, 65, uh, Pizza Express. Uh, and then to go inside of the pizza, to have a pizza, which is nice, my God, it's all over the place. Perhaps it's all over the world. Great. But then if I went to get pizza, I looked, I said, what is it? <laughs> Nothing special. But the people uh, liked it. So then... When people, mm. when uh, most Italian, uh, they realize cooks and pizza, uh, it was good. They opened a pizzeria, they made it their own way, you know, the, 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 the traditional way, because in Italy, for us, pizza is, Italy is not pizza, wine, a flask of wine. <laughs> Italy, you know, yeah. and so all the different sauce and so and so and so that come along, all the meat, all the fish, the cooking, the gnocchi, patate. It's not just that. Mm. You've been in Italy, you go in, uh, you know, Bologna, you name it, they're all there. Uh, so you're on the festival, I'm all different uh, cans of tomato, all beautiful fresh tomato used to come as along, all different lettuce, you name all different fruit and vegetable, which also you can grow in England. They used to come in, you know. Uh, we didn't want to educate anyone. I mean, I learned the English cuisine and that was a marvelous, there's nothing wrong. That was more plain, but it's good. I loved it. The French cuisine was really, really good as well. There was this kind of uh, uh, like military, you know, everything. Uh, instead of the Italians say, okay, let's do it. What are we going to cook? Pasta pomodoro. Get a few tomatoes, put them inside, do this, this, and this. And put a little bit of your art inside that you will understand after that when you start to eat how delicious it is because you put love and passion on it. You don't just turn the carrots and the potato, you hold it and you make it pretty nice, and then you boil it, then a pretty nice goes on a plate. Make an agrodolce with the carrot. Just in a nice way. Gives me golly. Okay, you're doing a ragu. Why put the carrots in a ragu? Because many people believe if they put the sugar inside the tomato, make more tomato sweet, just crushing the carrot inside. It's sweet. It's original, but that, that will come. Also, is to have the lovely freshness inside. Helps. It's going to be carrots, <laughs> onions, you know, celery, everything. At that time, when 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 you started in London, or that, that time, did you have someone who who taught you cooking, or who influenced your cooking? Did you have a a mentor or kind of a person that you were really looking up to at that time? Well, uh, what I come from, as I said, I, I was must be eleven eleven years old then, eleven. 
I was in a kitchen and where the chef was Alfonso. He was also like a father, like an uncle, you know. He used to get upset sometimes, he used to scream it, but he used to shout and scream like your dad, like your mom do when he do something wrong. There was nothing in it. Uh, my father inspired me quite a lot, and my chef and my um, my chef inspired me a lot. My sister, my my mother, everyone, friend, family inspired. And then when you start to cook, you want to learn more. And when people start to appreciate what you do, it they inspire you as well. Uh, it was a simple. So I I can say at the beginning I was told to those few things. But I never had an education of or to go in uh, in a university or or perhaps to go cookie cookery school or so. I'm kind of self-taught. Everything, uh, all the traveling I've done, everywhere when you know you learn since you're a little boy in the kitchen at the work. Uh, I can say I'm almost self-taught. At the beginning, I'd help, and then. Then it inspired me. Everyone can cook. If I go somewhere, I do like it, and you know, I will ask. That is an inspiration for me. And if it's good, and I want to recreate it, I want. I won't do anything different because it is good enough. I just copy and cook it. You know, I'm I'm simple cook. Believe. Me. I like to use everything in season. I like to use everything is fresh and everything is affordable. Without forget that people around the world that cannot eat, people around the world that don't even slice of bread. And when you cook this way, you do not waste anything. And you think of the brothers the other side of the world they cannot eat. That you have this fantastic, you will fantastic ingredient. You see, when you cook mm. it, when you cook it, it's become a more sweet. When you cook it, you know you will cook with the respect. Mm. Uh, You're really crowned. I have to say, you know, you're really uh, crowned. But there are there are quite a few people who would call you their mentors, and quite some few um, famous as well. Um, I mean, uh, most famously Jamie Oliver, and also um, Tim Tim Melzer. Um, I heard in the podcast really is you seem to be one of the most inspirational people in his professional career. And what is it? I don't know because they see you as as your mentor and and they are your mentees. How, what are you doing, or what did you do, or why did you create such a lot of chefs who became incredibly successful? What is it? Actually, <laughs> no. I it's when I show it to somebody or somebody to do something, I put all my heart and soul in it and. To say, look, this is the way to do it. But if you could do better, please do because you know this is the way my way to show you that I give it to you. And if you make it better, I would be very proud of you. I will really join than you. It's not. I just uh, no. I can't tell you because I don't know. This is this is what I am. I make sure that anybody cooks with me, I put the hands on the shoulders. And uh, and uh, and uh, love him like if he's like yourself, like uh, if he's your son, your daughter. Uh, it doesn't matter if I don't see anymore. 
don't know. I don't know. I'm just a cook, please. But, I can't get to lot of people tell me the same story. What is it? I don't know. <laughs> this is what I am. I love everyone. You know, there's so many beautiful people around the world. And my, um, and my goal is to meet them at everyone. Doesn't matter if they're, they're, they're some of the roughest, some of the, the beautiful, some of the this, some of the that. I want to meet them all. They're lovely people around the world. Mm-hmm. Remember, we are your human beings. Uh, again, I keep telling you, keep saying to you, to everyone, Let's not forget there are people starving around the world. So never waste anything. Remember that people cannot eat even a slice of bread or they have a little apple in their hands. And you have so much, so many, that sometimes you throw them away. Don't. What, you what, should even the skin of those apples. What can chefs um, contribute to that? That, you know, um, starvation and people who don't have so much You know, what can chefs contribute to that? Well, not everyone is. Sometimes it's not easy to contribute because, you know, I don't know where they are. Uh, it's just respect the food you cook it, not waste it. Respect the food you cook it and not waste it. That is also a contribution. That is something near, you know. Have something in your hands, as I said, an apple, let's pretend. If you don't eat them all, you know. Just keep the other, the other mm. half the next day. You finish off. Don't worry, it won't go off. Completely different question. You just recently um, launched a new or um, published a new cookbook, um, Cucina Povera, um, which means like the the poor kitchen. Um, to translate it tra- literally, do you want? What is it about? What 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 gave you the inspiration for this book? Um, Yeah. Well, it's that is uh, the word cucina povera, which you will understand. It's not because it's povera, because it's for poor people. Nothing to do that. Cucina povera, because a few, in- few ingredients, put them together, you can make incredible meals. Again, it's no wastage. Use everything you add. It's the cucina povera is the beginning it's of the Italian cuisine. So, you know, let's pretend that, you know, you had a chicken. And then with the chicken, you didn't finish off. You know, you had a lots, you know, you, you had the meat you wanted it. You left the other one on a carcass. What do you do with the leftover? Oh, my God. Just remove the rest of the meat. Fill ravioli. Oh, making a salsa, you know, with pomodoro, with something else. I'll get the lovely bones, a carcass, put them in the water, a few carrots, With the celery, onions, let it boil, you go lovely stock, and then finish off with all lovely, uh, a little bit leftover, you know, dry pasta you had. And then that is kitchen poverty. So you have the main and the start and antipasti, and went the other way around. So this is what the kitchen poverty, not to waste anything. This does not mean that is poor because for poor people, no. You do it, what you have, you do it. Look inside the fridge, you know, and have a look what you got inside the fridge. Use it, okay? When you go to the supermarket, make sure you're making a list and say, look, first you look in the cupboard and then you're making a list of something because sometimes you work in the supermarket, you come home with so much stuff and you don't know why you bought it. There's a special offer, buy one and get two. Do you need the second one? 
Yes, I do need to put them in the fridge. I tomorrow. You will never eat them tomorrow because you had them today. You don't want to have them again tomorrow. Okay. And then at the end of the week, oh, it's off date to expire. Sometimes the expiry day doesn't mean anything. For me, expiry day doesn't mean anything. Just smell them a little bit. Just have a look. And you can see <laughs> sometimes expiring date on yogurt. Yogurt never goes off. <laughs> the strawberry in the fridge, you will stop. So you picking the strawberry in the field, you eat them so much, and then when you come back, you bring them home, and what do you do? You put them in the fridge, and you eat the day after. They don't taste the same. Of course, they put them in the fridge, freezing cold, they lost the flame. Leave them out, you know. And then it doesn't matter if his one goes a little bit off. You just try to try to remove that off. It's more sweet, and this is also for everybody. Bread. How can you throw them away, bread? Okay, you hundreds, <laughs> hundreds. I say yes, hundreds, hundreds. Different recipe. I, bread is incredible. Bread is flour. You start with the flour. You made this beautiful bread. Now you go bread. I remember where I come from. The bread, especially like the one I, I show you. Maybe for too much, you keep it. You know. And then we used to dry them in the sun for three days. Slice, dry in the sun. Every morning, the sun would get on top and kiss the bread, and then the evening, take me in the next day out again, do the sacrosim of three days, that become lovely and hot, but full of flavor more. Of course, because the sun cuddles. They use for soup. Just, you know, you, you put them on top of the pasta as well, like a breadcrumb, you know, you know, dip a fish, meat, uh, chicken, you know, make a bread. Uh, bowl, uh, you, you know, my cake, uh, it all knows, it goes on and on and on, mm. mixed with other ingredients. Especially bread, it's so in, in, it's actually my mom, she's, she's owning a restaurant, and bread soup is her most successful dish. She's using all the old bread, puts it in a mixer, adds some cream, some olive oil finished it's the most successful dish and it's really traditional where i come from in the alps and it's awesome no it's awesome give me a big hug myself for your mama because she <laughs> uh, they, she's where the people get inspirations from uh, this is is what you mean that your mom she respects food you know and this is what it's all about respect mm -hmm. no wastage wastage it means respect you respect a lovely Persons, but also you have to respect whatever you have. Remember, you have to eat three times a day, and those three times a day, without forget people around the world that can't even get one times a day, and you eat properly whatever you have left over. At the end, you eat it. The word bread in Italy is quite big. When we want to compare some uh, some friend as a good friend, we usually say. You are like a piece of a bread. Reason why? Because bread, many times when I was a little boy, I still hear the word now. You know, they're going to send you in prison. They're going to put you in bread and water. Bread, you can live the rest of your life just for bread. I really mean it. And water, this is mm. the word. So you are like a piece of bread. You are everything. The, the how how many books did you publish in your career? And the, the and one few that keep them asking me, I do it. I think you, 15, you, you know, you still know how many? Yeah, yes. Uh, well, 
15? 12, 15. Um, Something like that. We're still on different book now. How I, I saw your, your first YouTube video was published like 12 years ago, 13 yes. years ago. How did you, how did you get into into <laughs> YouTube? How did that start? Did someone come to you of your um, agent said, hey, Gennaro, I have a nice idea. There is this platform called YouTube. Go there. Or how did that start? I can't even spell YouTube. I remember when we started, I couldn't even spell you. <laughs> I said, YouTube? You? True. What do you mean? And that was the new way, the new technology. It's actually, that is genius by me. Said we need to do it, then we need to do YouTube. YouTube, 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 cha cha. I, I didn't understand. What, what, what do you do? Just cook something. I said, as simple as this. Yes. And we create a channel. And on the channel, people are going to have a look. And they can learn. And I could not understand. But I, I knew, uh, you know, I knew the way it's filming because I land inside the filming because when I was with Antonio Carluccio, still we didn't understand. Not myself, I didn't even Antonio understand what we do it. You know, you know, somebody get the camera and they show them the film us. When they film it, you know, at the beginning, you know, they don't just film and say, pick up the carrots. You pick up the carrots on the table. Put it down. Okay. Now you slice the onions. Pick up the onions. Put it down. And then again, now you slice. I said, why don't I get the carrots, the, the onions, and the celery? Slice it, put everything in a pot, get the meat, turn around. No, no, it doesn't work like that. You know, we have to take a little take at a time, and then we add it all together. I didn't even understand what the word editing was. You know, in Italy we call it a montaggio. But I didn't know was was like that. So I mean, I had to more or less pretend no, no, no risotto, where it takes 20 minutes, it took me nearly two hours to do it. And, uh, and, and but then you understand, you already had a basic, and then off you go. I remember with all those uh, uh, gem Italian restaurants we had, you know, and uh, whatever I went, there was always a camera behind me and uh, doing and all the things that Jamie was doing, I was learning from Jamie. Jamie did not just learn from me, I learned from me <laughs> as well. And this is we learned of it's YouTube. YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. And But, you know what I'm still doing? I was doing it yesterday and the next week and the week after. And, But is it, uh, do you really plan that, how, how do you create the content? You have an idea and you say, hey guys, get a camera. I have, I have some inspiration. Let's cut it. Or is it more like a plan? And they say, hey, Gennaro, today we cook this and that. Well, actually, today said, Gennaro, right, let's cook something off your book. And you do it. You know, Gennaro, can you come out with something good? Or something that you wanted to do it? Yeah. We have all the technology to do it. Those Instagram, you've seen it. I do myself. Um, the, the, I, sometimes you can see the shade over the phone. One hand, this uh, hands, I hold the phone, and the other one, I cook, I stop, and I stop. And you do it yourself? Yeah, I stop. But very lucky because I have my daughter, Chloe. She knows how to put them together. Or I bring them in the office, they edit all together. Or perhaps I do edit them together. When I do fancy editing, I do like a little slice. Cook. And I stop. Then next, I cook, and then I stop. And then I do slide. 
last, I think last uh, video sent two days ago, it was something like that. But mm. all myself. You can see underneath and I will do Chiroma. But today when you create uh, the, your YouTube videos, you don't need to put the uh, onion down, up, down, up. So they, they, they cut it in one, in one, in one, one take. Beautiful. I still do, I do myself for that. So if you actually you do on my Instagram, because I usually do on my Instagram, uh, you see, then you see, you see the ingredients. You see a line of ingredients. I make sure because it's easy. Mm -hmm. I don't have to show you how to do onions anymore because people know how to do onions. And then I show you all those ingredients inside the pan. Automatically, you'll understand. Well, we got the ingredients and you saw those already sliced and everything. And cooked, and uh, and then I show you a cover, and then I show you after about half an hour what they look like. I remove the leads, and I stir them a little bit. Oh my God, it's beautiful, beautiful! But this, the, what I cook it is food for us. We eat them every day in the house. Mm. And do do you have like tips for for young chefs who say or cooks who say, hey? I want to go into YouTube. I want to I wanna share share my stuff or I want to share anyway online, social media, my cooking. Do you have tips for them to start? Yes, please do. If you have this so much love and passion and respect for the food, why should not do it? They do better than me. The young mentality, they're strong. They know I'm still learning. You know, I only do what I can do. Please do. If they have all this kind, I have all this love and passions to cook, And they want to share. That means they want to share with other people. Doesn't mean uh, sometimes you think, well, they want to become famous. No, they, they just want to show. I know quite a lot of chefs. They want to show the, the passion, the love. They want to show you the, the technique, the way they do it. And somebody like me watching it to say, wow, that is good. And I'm going to use your technique the way to do. Why don't I think to cook that way? It can be really good. That also, that is kind of education for everybody around the world. They're also, that's in a sherry like we do it. You're, you're now in your, in your 70s. And just when we talk and also when, when I prepared for this and listened to um, some of your podcasts and also YouTube videos, you have so, so much energy. Really, you know, like you're full of energy and excitement. Yeah. And when you talk, when you talk about food, it's like, wow. You know, you, you, one can feel the passion and the love you have for what you do and for cooking. And when people get older, they, you know, at one point they might not be so excited anymore about certain things. And it also, maybe you have less energy. Gennaro, where, they, where do you take your energy? Where do you take the energy to, you know, bring out a new book, do the podcast like this, do your YouTube videos, learn how to do social media? Where do you take the energy from? People are like you, because you ask me, how do you do this? How do you do that? And I cannot let you down, because what I have in me is not good. If I keep it for me for the rest of my life, and then one day I go, and then it's all lost. People are like you. They ask me, they want me to do, this is what I get, the, the energy, desperations from other people. I almost robbed you. No, you robbing me because, oh my God, he wanted to learn how to do this. Let me show it. Let me just give. You give him everything. And also, it keeps you younger. 
you know, it keeps you moving. I'm a little bit tired. Many when I get up in the morning, sometimes the leg, sometimes the neck, sometimes the ear. At the moment, I have tinnitus inside. And uh, but I get up, sign of clothes, and go out there every day. Uh, most of the time, seeing I'm done with Jamie, and every time I'm there, he's filming and I give my hands if it's possible. And then uh, because I got my own YouTube, and then with Jamie as well, so. They asked me, General, shall we do this, this, and this? Shall we do something off your book? Shall we do some old recipe? Shall we go in different region to do it? Shall we go in different places? That's good. Because all young people, I'm with them. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm quite fast doing it. I love it. This is my life since I was 10 years old. Uh, and now I'm 74. It is shame to waste a tea light and do it. I will do it. Another person like me was Antonio. A little bit slower than that. But my God, he was so clever. He had so much knowledge on Italian food. It was incredible. Uh, but he didn't cook in the kitchen like I do. And I was scarfed. This is Antonio left me among many different things. I, I didn't put on because I, I wanted to be here with you. Uh, it's because this morning... I was to do in a podcast, uh, and uh, so it was cold, and I put them on. <laughs> and sometimes I put them on. I said, "Well, God, mm. it's Antonio." Also, the walking stick, not just Antonio's make walking stick. So I make it. Let's see, mine is better than his man. I tell him every day. Yeah. Uh, for those who um, most likely, because you're most likely not going to see it, uh, Gennaro just showed me some some really awesome sticks he he made himself, and to to come to an end, uh, I have two questions I ask most of the guests because um, they're most likely all chefs, and uh, one of the questions is what is your what is your favorite favorite ingredient and. Yeah, what is your maybe favorite dish um, you you like to make? Where you say, "Hey, that's I, I love to make that." There's so many. He's like to ask somebody, a mother with the two two children, which is your best one? Is it possible? But I I tell you which one is it. Little simba spaghetti with a lovely fresh cherry tomato, garlic and olive oil, garlic and chicken in a pan. Tomato goes in a little bit of water, stir it, cover let it cook for about five minutes. Throw some basil inside, surely you season. Boil spaghetti, lift al dente, put them inside the sauce, stir it, put them on a plate. Don't put any cheese on top, just get your fork in, turn them around, eat it, and say, Alleluia. <laughs> um, it sounds it sounds delicious just from from listening to you and the the, the final question uh, let's assume the hope hope the day is far far from now um you need to choose your last dish um like um you know the people who are sentenced to death and you are allowed to have your last dish what would be your last dish how can not I don't, I don't think. I don't. I don't. I don't think I will think about food. <laughs> very difficult. Very difficult. Whatever they give it to me, I will enjoy it. 
That's a good, that's a really good answer. Uh, Gennaro, thanks a lot. Also, thanks really for sharing your knowledge. That's what you said before, giving that to the next generation. I think that's so important because that's where we all improve. You didn't start with Italian cuisine yourself. You know, there was something people handed over. Was it your mama or la nonna um, or, or any, um, anyone else? And when people want to learn from you, they find you on YouTube. Um, yes. Under, where do they find you? I think we find them everywhere. If they go online, they would just my name is Gennaro Contaldo in any socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and FoodTube of Jamie Oliver. Gosh, it's so much. <laughs> Sometimes I have to go back to see, to remember what I was cooking. And the one I cook probably do a difference, but still full of love and passion and flavor. Cool. And where do they find your book, the new one? The new book you can find in most, in well, you can order on Amazon, most of the, the, the cooking, uh, the, the bookshop, uh, just Google and everywhere. Cucina. I believe it's translated translate in also in Dutch. And I believe also, like Limone, they also... The American versions are there, and some other country. I am afraid I've got a book with me, but that is called Gennaro Cucina. Uh, yeah, you can have a look in line. Amazon, Amazon, you can get everything today there. Awesome, Gennaro. Th thanks a lot for your time, and thanks a lot for the listeners. We hear us next time. Thank you, Luke. You too. Bless you. And don't forget to tell your mommy she's a star that she used all the leftover. Special with the bread soup. Number one.